Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Welcome, Gary. Thank you for, well, not being here because I'm with you today. So thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just, uh, I was amazed that uh, you got a hold of me, I guess, through Facebook or how did you get a hold of me? We found you through a YouTube video. Oh, okay. And you were playing, um, looks like in somebody's house. That was, yeah, that is my shed. Your shed, okay. My, my, and um, my my daughter said, "Hey, check this out," and I did. And so I googled you a little bit. And we found you on. I think somehow I found an email address, okay. and I emailed you, and you promptly did not respond <laughs> until your wife did, and right. she says, "Hey, he's old school. Here's his phone number. Give him a call." Right. And so I called you. Next thing I know, we're sitting here, we're here. here uh, in this interesting space, and we're going to talk about you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good about talking about me, but that's all right. I mean, I'll answer any questions that you may have. Yeah. Well, first off, we're in Walla Walla, just to give people context. And you're from Walla Walla. Yes. You've had an race. interesting musical career outside of Walla Walla. Yes, I And have. in Walla Walla. So why don't you... Well, why don't you just tell us how'd you get started and why'd you leave Walla Walla when you did? Let's start with that. Well, how I got started, I remember watching, uh, I think it was the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> okay. And the Beatles came on the show. Ooh. And so I saw, you know, all those girls screaming and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> And uh, so uh, my parents got me a guitar for Christmas, and I start playing it. And every day, I mean, I played it every day. I took it to the bathroom with me. That's how bad I was. <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I remember this guitar. It was it was called an airline. It was from Montgomery Wards, Acousti. Okay. And uh, some one night, I fell out of my bed and I fell on the guitar because I had it right by, by my bed, and I broke it. Oh no! I, I, cr- I, I mean, I crushed it, oh. and so I was I was bummed. But my parents were pretty cool. They got me my first electric. Okay. And then I thought, man, electric guitar and amplifier. I'm starting a band now. What was what was the guitar? Montgomery Wards. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Montgomery Wards amp. Anyway, a couple, a few of my friends, they were starting out too. So we would get together and just jam. We didn't know what we were doing, but we thought we were making music. And uh, fortunately for me, there was a couple friends of mine who were a lot older than me, but they kind of took me under their wing. And they just start showing me stuff, you know, and just practice this, Gary, play this, try this chord, do this, you know. And, and uh, it was the music that they were listening to was the same kind of music I wanted to listen to. But during that time period, you know, like a lot of my friends, they were like into Led Zeppelin and I wasn't really into that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, because my parents were from down south and they, they were not playing Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you know, they were doing, you know, the blues and R&B, you know, Wilson Pickett, James Brown. And so that kind of music for me was easy to play. For me, Led Zeppelin was not easy to play. Okay. I could play it, but it wasn't, I mean, it didn't make me pat my foot. Okay. I mean, it just wasn't my thing. So I'm not putting down Led Zeppelin. No, it's just not your Because I just, I did like him. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, as far as playing that kind of music, it just wasn't me. So, you know, 
you, you form your little high school bands, you, you start getting better and better and better. But the girl thing never did happen. What? No. What happened there? Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I remember there used to be this uh, music store here in Walla Walla called, called Rhodes Music. And so my older brother was home on leave from the Navy. And he says, hey, what do you need? And I said, I need an amp. I need a Vox amp. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the Beatles had. Right. And so we went out to Rhodes Music and he got me this nice amp, this Rhodes amp. I mean, this uh, Vox amp. And I remember the owner of the place telling me, he goes, yeah, I had a guy come in here and buy one of these Vox amps about a week ago. Before he could get it uh, loaded up in his vehicle, the girls were screaming. So I'm looking, you know, it was a hot summer day. So I'm loading up my amp. I don't see anybody walking down the street. There was no girls. There was nothing. Girls didn't know what kind of Vox amp I was playing through, you know. (laughs) Didn't care. That was so funny. I'm looking down there and just like, wow, I'm bummed. I almost want to take the amp back. This is not, it's not working. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, man. So, you know, one thing leads to another. You you know, you keep playing and keep practicing, you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. And during that time period when I started playing, when I graduated from high school, you know, you start playing pretty much six nights a week, five nights a week. You know, three, four hours a night, and it didn't bother me back then. Right. You know, so the more you played, the better you got. And, you know, we started doing our little circuit. We had an agent, and we started doing our little circuit. And we were on the road, and doing those circuits, we really don't have a home to go to. So you're stuck on the road. Right. <laughs> we, we were stuck. You know, our home was the hotel, the next hotel we're going to be in. And so, you know, I did that for about... Oh, gosh. Did it for about 15 years straight. That's a long time. Yeah, something like that. Of course, it was during the 70s, so I can't remember a lot of the 70s. But uh, <laughs> just because of old age folks. Right. Right. <laughs> so that circuit, when you were playing in the 70s, mm-hmm. where was the circuit? Well, it was in Canada, Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Montana. California, Nevada. Oh, wow. Okay. So after a while, I met a guy that started, he said, you need to make more money. So I started doing the Nevada circuit a lot more, which was, it was challenging, but it wasn't as fun as a lot of people think it it is. We made good money, Mm -hmm. but sometimes when you're making good money and you're not having fun at it, it doesn't seem worth it. Why, Why wasn't it as fun playing in Nevada? Because d- during that time, we were a show band. We had to wear tuxedos. We had to have that look. Okay. And, and they, they were so serious down there. I mean, you had to rehearse. I mean. Was it like the choreographed stuff, too? Did you have Yeah, to- we, we did a lot of choreography. Okay. We did the, all that, the dance moves. Okay. But that what that did for me, it just prepared me for when I went to Hong Kong. Because when I went to Hong Kong and played with the CC writers, we did choreo- you know, we did choreography all the time, dance moves, you know. We would, I mean, it was, they were serious too, because we would rehearse in the mirror, in front of the mirror there. They had this huge mirror okay. where we could watch ourselves. That's hard to do. I wouldn't know. No, thanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> you realize, wow, I look like that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, it, it prepared me. And 
you know, uh, I got a chance to play with some, perform with some great people like the Temptations, the Commodores, um, gosh, the, uh, my uh, two keyboard players, George Duke and Herbie Hancock, and bass player Stanley Clark, got to play with them. Eric Clapton would frequent the club often and uh, didn't get a chance to play with him, but yeah, good thing he was out in the audience. How, okay, so let me ask you, did you know Clapton was in the audience when you were yeah. playing? Yeah. So how is it to play? I mean, he's he's a legend. Mm -hmm. He's considered a, a, a great guitar player. Right. How is it to, how was it for you to know that, you know? Well, I mean, I know that he's only human. Sure. You know, and so I've always had a, a lot of respect for Eric Clapton. I never, never thought he was one of the, I never put him as one of the greatest. Okay. For my personal taste. Sure. But I, I've always liked Eric Clapton. But yeah, when you, when he, uh, when you have people like that out there in the audience, you, you give it your best. Okay. But we gave it our best every night. Okay. Because the band was over there. I mean, we were the house band. It's a place called JJ's at um, the Sheridan during that time. It was like the number one hotel in all of Asia. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, it was like a 4,500 seater, three levels. Oh. So it was packed. So this wasn't just the Holiday Inn no. uh, stage in, you know, Ellensburg. No. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, you know, that, that particular gig opened it up. So we got a chance to play in China. We got a chance to play in a... When I was with the band, we played in Taiwan, okay. Taipei, and um, uh, my son, after my son was born, I knew it was time for me to, to leave. So they continued on about another three or four years, I guess, and there were some changes, but you know, something like that doesn't last forever. You know, the music business is feast or famine. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, your good, you have your good years and bad years, and some of your good years where you make a lot of money. Turns out to be a bad year because you, now you owe the IRS. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so now, you know, I, I, I play music because I enjoy it. I work for the school district, which I enjoy working with the kids a lot. So did you come from there? You came back to Walla Walla? Yes. Okay. And i uh, tell you what, when I left high school, I thought, man, I'm never coming back to this little small town. But I, I remembered when we landed in Seattle, I kissed the ground. Because you don't really know what a great country you live in until you leave. Mm -hmm. Go somewhere else. Like a lot of these young kids that think that this is so bad, this is that. Go somewhere else and live. And you won't be telling the same story, I guarantee it. I, I agree with you. Because there's so many things that we have here that we take for granted. That, I mean, just drinking water. Toilets. You know, all those things that, you know, that everybody expects that we should have this. But... There's a lot of countries that don't have what we have. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, but that's what it did for me. So my wife and I, we play, we play quite a bit, and she's an excellent singer. And she's my best friend. And then we have a group also called Gary Winston and the Real Deal. Okay. And uh, these guys are fantastic. I play with probably one of the best bass players around. Really? Yeah, uh, hands down. I mean, there's a lot of good bass players, but he knows how to play with me. Okay. And then to that, I'm difficult to play with, but our styles just, of course, kind of raised him. 
Okay. Yeah. I, we started playing with him before he was 20. I mean, before he's 21. Okay. And then drummer, uh, he was fresh out of high school when I got him on board. So I think the bass player, Markel, he's 32 or 33. Kyle, the drummer's 30 now. So you guys have been around a decade then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And those guys getting older like that just makes me a lot older. Well, that's, we won't talk about that. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. I wasn't, you know, once again, these are never planned out. So you, you mentioned Clapton and he wasn't your favorite, which is fine. You know, he, he's a great guitar player. Who, who do you think is, a, like, give me an example of who you think is a great guitar player. Larry Carlton. Ooh. I love Larry Carlton's playing. Uh, I like I love Jeff Beck's playing. Um, uh, there's there's so many there's so many. What really who really knocks me out is a lot of these country guitar players. I don't know how they do what they do. It's just amazing. I mean, you you know back in the day when you used to say, "Well, I'm a country guitar player," you just thought, "Well, he's into the twang." Mm -hmm. These guys are monsters. I can't even tell you who my favorite is. Because there's so many. I listen to a little Hank FM. Okay. In the morning, like when I'm doing my workout. Okay. So I'll put on a little Hank. And uh, sometimes those songs just keep me going. I was like, man, who is this guitar player? He's he's burning. I, w I wouldn't even want to play with him. I uh, Have you ever been to, in San Francisco, do, have you ever gone to the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival? No, I haven't. Have you heard about it? No. So it's... A three-day concert in Golden Gate Park mm -hmm. with nine stages. It's free. Wow. They have about a million people come through in three days. So, And it was, uh, I can't remember the gentleman. Uh, he's passed away. He, he was a billionaire, and he left his, he left his funds to mm -hmm. keep this thing going in perpetuity. Right. So one year we went, and was, so nine stages are going on, right? And, and a lot of... Uh, Bay Area artists will play every year. Um, Steve Miller's there a lot. Boss Gags, guys Ooh, like that. Right. And then other people will plan their tour to kind of get into San Francisco to play. And so I'm there with a buddy of mine, and he goes, "I want to go see Dwight Yoakam." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I was, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. The minute, the minute that band hit the first note, it was like what <laughs> i mean they were all phenomenal i mean it was just a completely different energy than mm -hmm. any of the other bands i saw during that period of time right. and i was like okay i'll go see i want to go see dwight you'll come play a full set now right i was just blown away so to kind of come back to your your country players there's some a lot of well man there's so much and you know they don't have, they don't ever tell you who the guitar player is you know <laughs> right you just and you know, I love Prince. Prince put on one hell of a show live. I never saw him. Prince is just amazing. I mean, I I like music. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I just I just don't listen to one type. I have my favorite, you know. Okay. But it all depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Sure. And uh, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Jimi Hendrix. You know, and so but since I'm older, uh more mature. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I listen to him. I go, wow, that was incredible. But it doesn't move me the way it did back in the seventies. Okay. Um, you know what was going on in the seventies, and 
Uh, we think we knew what was going on anyway. But I just, I just love music. You know, I, I listen to James Brown at, at Tower of Power. Ooh. I listen to so many different groups, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I, I mean, I, with the, uh, one thing I love is the YouTube TV because I just can punch in whoever I want. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I it, love that. It, it's amazing. I, I one of the best concerts I've ever went to was I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire, and it, they were. It was a phenomenal performance. Right. That was just wow. And a lot of those bands were a lot better live. Yeah. You know, and they did some great recordings. You know, and at one time, I was into Huey Lewis and the News. They were really popular, but they were a good live band. <laughs> and I saw them. They had Tower of Power's horn section. So I go, wow. Oh, I have a Huey Lewis story, but I'm not going to share. Yeah. 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 My gosh. Oh, I, I enjoyed that band too. Yeah. No. Yeah. During that time period, you know, because, you know, it's, just, yeah. it's all a season. Right. So you're back in Walla Walla. You're, you've got your band. So let's let's talk about Walla Walla and music and what's going on here. Um, One thing I can say about Walla Walla before the outbreak of the COVID, a good friend of mine, Robin Barrett, he's been doing the Guitar Fest here in Walla Walla in March for the last I don't know, maybe 10 years. Okay. I mean, Walla Walla was a hot, will be again a hot destination because all the wineries and all the venues that we had here at one time, you could just walk down Main Street and you could hear music in several different places. Good music too. And, uh, you know, the COVID, that kind of, well, not kind of, that killed it. And, um, but I believe it's coming back like we're playing tomorrow night, like my wife and I. And our good friend of ours, Doug Scarborough, we're doing a little trio, two-hour gig. Okay. And uh, just kind of slowly but surely, you know. So where are you guys? Where are you guys playing tomorrow? A place called Guard. Guard. Yes. Okay. Tasting room. It's pretty much first in Maine. People here in Walla Walla know exactly where it's at. Okay. And uh, and there's a place right next door called Plum. We play there quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a few. Musicians come through there and play, and they're starting to have they're starting to ramp it up a little bit. Okay, so in Walla Walla, where's a where's a good venue to play at in Walla Walla? Like, because there seems to be a disproportionate amount of venues like that have the potential for music here. I mean, I joked the first time I came through Walla Walla downtown, I was like, "There's more wineries here than there are Starbucks in Seattle." I mean, <laughs> I was. Yeah. That was a wow. Well, just about all your wineries, you know, tasting rooms, you know, at some form or another, they'll have music in there, mm-hmm. whether it be a duel. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're just background music. Right. And then there's, there's a few places that will be play outside. I bring, bring the full band, the full sound system, Three Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's out there on the old Heritage Highway. And uh, they, uh, we always do out, outdoor events out there. Okay, and there's a few other, there's a few other ones um, that have the especially like the private what do you call them? private sale parties or re- private release you know sure and they'll have bands you know tranche there's a so like I said there was there was always so much going on here that the local musicians what we liked about it we didn't have to travel out of town 
Because uh, I was just going to say, you didn't, didn't have to travel. Right. You had a lot of bands coming from Spokane, Seattle, because there's really the, the market up there is not like it was down here. Right. So you could be home in 15 minutes after yeah. a gig. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Or, or, or leave 15 minutes before you're supposed to be at the gig. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what else about Walla Walla? You know, why? Well, you said your son, but what else What else has kept you here? I mean, what what is it about Walla Walla that you enjoy? Well, it's peaceful, easy living. You know, in Walla Walla, where we live, we're 10 or 15 minutes from any, anything. Okay. You know, um, we have the neighborhood that we live in. We have great neighbors. I mean, everybody watches out for each other. You know, we got some scandalous people walking down the alleys every now and then, you know. But um, it's a great place to raise kids. I raise my kids here. Um, like I said, you know, there was a time in my life when I thought, I'll never come back to this little town. But um, when I left Asia, mm-hmm. I had a different opinion about coming back here. And I just, you know, because there were so many people there, there was millions of people. It was like New York. And after a while, you know, the only time you can get away is go rent one of those junks, which is a boat, right. and get out there in the ocean. You can, you know. Get a little uh, elbow room? Yeah. Okay. But other than that, it's just constantly wall to wall. Yeah, I don't think I would care for that. Yeah. I, don't think I mean, at first when I got there, man, it was fun and exciting, you know, and the band was really, really hot. And we, we did a CD over there, and it was, it was sold a lot of CDs, didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, the record company, you know, right. they said, hey, we get first. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. But uh, it, was a, it was a great experience. You know, um, there's probably a lot of things I, for, I, for, I forgot about Hong Kong, but I was just glad. I'm going to be honest. I was so glad to be back in the States. Mm-hmm. I was over there two years, two and a half years, something like that. Okay. And um, there's no place like home. Right. So when you and your wife play as a duet, what type of describe to us kind of what do you guys play? We play a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, um, she sings so many different styles. She can sing like New York, New York, and she can. I mean, then she can do some Stevie Nicks if she wanted to. I mean, she. We have a big variety of songs. You know, like. Like, um, my course, my mind would go blank. Oh, like some Jimmy Buffett, you know. Okay. Stuff like some easy, some stuff that people haven't heard in a long time. Right. Because, you know, nine times out of 10, the crowd we're pay- playing to is our age. So they remember those same songs, you know. I'll, uh, we'll throw some, as they say, oldie but moldy. But we play stuff that people are like, wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. Right. You know, just brings, we try to bring, play songs that's going to bring back some good memories for people. Because, you know, you know how it is when you hear a song that you haven't heard in a long time and it's one of your favorite songs. You can remember exactly where you were when you first heard that song. Oh, yeah. It takes you back into time and place. Yeah. You know exactly what you were doing. Right. So that's, you know. To just to give you a list, I mean, it's we have a huge list. We could actually do a couple nights without repeating the same songs. Okay. As a duo. And same with a band. You know, the problem is sometimes you forget a lot of those songs. 
so do, do your audiences, do they ever, are they ever asking you guys to play something? I mean, and if so, what's getting, what's getting, what are you getting requested? I'm just curious. Well, I haven't, we haven't had any, any really requests except for the request that we do is songs that we already do. Okay. You know, unless somebody's had too much to drink and they come up and ask me to play some ACDC. I was going to say a, Freebird. On, on acoustic <laughs> and I'm, Freebird always comes up. <laughs> I don't know why that is. You know. So they ask you to play some ACDC. Yeah. And it's like, my wife goes, have you been listening to us? I was going to say. Because you, we haven't played anything close to that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, people are fun, aren't they? Yeah. We get entertained as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you've got a guitar there. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I hope it's tuned. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Well, Terry's talking about, you know, um, playing rhythm, and a lot of times I'll try to put a bass line to it. Like, for example, uh, I do this blues song, goes like this. acoustic guitar it makes me work why is that not being not being a guitar player what why is that well you know the strings are stiffer the neck's a little wider okay and uh, uh, to me acoustic guitar is for it's not i mean you can play the blues With acoustic, you got to be precise in every note. With a electric guitar, oh, you know, it's like you can miss one, and you, if you don't pick it, you can still hit it, and, it, and it'll come across. You know? Okay, but so you got to be a lot more precise than with the yeah. acoustic. Okay, and uh, yeah, cramps the fingers a little bit. Well, one of the things when we found you is there's a brief bio of you on the Walla Walla Guitars website. Did you, did you know that? Yeah. Because <laughs> when I was reading it, or I was telling you it was on there, you're like, I think my wife wrote that. So I was like, oh, give did. me a hard time. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what, what do you, what do you, of their guitars, what do you play? I guess, you know, first off. Um, well, I have one of my guitars here. Actually, being, I don't even know. Oh, the one that I play, my favorite guitar is called a Wallacaster. A Wallacaster. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. It's like, it looks like a Stratocaster, Fender Stratocaster. Right. But the pickups are. Is that one? That's close. Okay. But not, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. And I have a, I have a guitar. I have two of them. So I don't know what the second one's called. It has no name on it. 
Okay. So how long have you been playing their guitars? Oh, I think uh, five years. Okay. Five years, maybe six. And um, myself, personally, I think their guitars are fantastic. I haven't had any problem um, at all. I mean, those guitars do everything that I wanted from a guitar. Mm -hmm. For me, personally. You know, I know a lot of guys are probably a lot more pickier than I am, but. So know. let me ask you this through all the years of playing. Has, has, did you, did, did a good, did a good, I can't talk. <laughs> did a guitar get away? Like you had a guitar and you sold it. Is there one that, you know, you like, Oh, I, sh I wish I would have kept that. Well, no. Actually, one got away because somebody stole it. Okay. It was a 1952 Jazzmaster, a white one. And uh, we were rehearsing, and it happened here in Walla Walla. And we, uh, we were rehearsing one day, and, and we went to the store or get something to eat or something. And I came back, and all my stuff was gone. Everything else was still there. TV, stereo, keyboards, drums, bass, saxophone. And I thought, man, that's, I got set up. That was weird. Wow. So that was, that was one that got away from me that, you know, I didn't, you know, taking guitars to the pawn shop, you, you know, you know, when you do that, you're not going to get it back nine right. times out of 10. Because if you didn't have the money, in the beginning, then you know, because you know how that is. It just you're probably not gonna have the money when the tickets do. Right. Right. No. But you know, most musicians go through stuff like that. I, you know, now it's it's easier to if you have some stuff, you're going through some lean times and you have a lot of equipment, you can just, you know, get online and do it, you know. Right. You know, and it's it's a lot more convenient and you don't have that walk of shame. <laughs> yeah. well, before we push the button you were mentioning um the vox amp uh -huh. in that story which is which i, I actually want you to tell because that was funny but from an amp standpoint what was what's is there been another amp in your career that you really like the sound that you were able to produce with it well it keeps coming back to the same you know the twin defender twin reverb Okay. You know, I, you know, I, I tried out a lot of amps, and uh, but overall sound in the studio, on, on stage for me, that's one of the best. I'm not playing. I'm not playing through that right now. I'm playing through a, a kilter, which does. It's light. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being older, the fender's a little too heavy now. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So, uh, I play through this one when we play live with the band. And it sounds good. I like the way it sounds. And, you know, I've heard it on recordings and it sound, sound fine to me. Okay. You know, I'm not, I, maybe I should be, but, you know, I haven't been really picky about my sound, you know, because I figure my sound is going to change along with my technique. Okay. And so what I've been picky about is not so much the amp, but my technique. Okay. Because different amps, I had to, I you know, I'll have a different technique for different amps. And some, 
You know, I know a lot of guitar players don't practice that or that's not important to them. You know, what's important to them is being picky about the guitar or, you know, to make sure that this and that's all perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you go through all that and then they don't play very well. You know, it's like, wow, it's just music is, shouldn't be that complicated. Okay. That, in my opinion, because okay. you know, I can just usually just plug in and go. Not everybody has that and not everybody's comfortable with that. So I'm not, I'm not saying that because I do that. I'm all that. And just so how, how often are you practicing these days? Do you still do you still put in a lot of time practicing? No, no. Okay, <laughs> no. I yeah, do. We'll pra- cut that. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I do. I do practice. <laughs> but you know, I, I I try to practice stuff I don't have now. So what are you working on? What are you practicing lately? Uh, it was a song called um, uh, "New York State of Mind." I was practicing the chord changes. Okay. Get a little bit smoother. That's Billy Joel, right? Right. Okay. And it's a piano. You right. Know? So I, I wanted to play on, on guitar, but I wanted to do a good job. Okay. Where, where you didn't, because my wife sings the hell out of that song. But um, so I've been, you know, I practice stuff like that. I said, okay, if I was going to do a solo here, you know, I practice. That's where a little theory comes in. So you, you got to have an idea what you're doing. Right. You know, because there's too many musicians in my opinion, they learn, they get to a certain level, they learn enough, and then they become songwriters, but they don't ever practice their, their, um, well, they just don't practice. Right. You know, and it's, okay, I'll give you a scenario. You know, like a lot of times when you go to the doctor, you know, it'll say practice or family practice, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's because wherever they're practicing, they don't have it down yet. Right. <laughs> and so I said, I'm not going to practice songs I already have down. I'm going to practice something I don't know. Okay. And so people look at me when I say that. I go, well, yeah, you, you, you have a practice. When you practice, that means you haven't, you don't have it down. And that's, that's okay. Right. You know, but um, as you get older, you know, I mean, it's kind of like riding a bike. I can go a couple weeks without playing and still play. Mm-hmm. But I can t- feel the difference. And I can tell your hands. Yeah. Cause you know, I lose, you know, you, you, as you get older, you lose dexterity. I don't want to lose that. So you gotta be, there's gotta be some form of practice for me anyway. So what's the thinking of the, you know, you said earlier, you and your wife could play two nights without repeating a song. Mm-hmm. What's the most for you difficult song you play on guitar. Yeah. Is there one that, for whatever reason, well, anytime I do a duel, my get my hands gonna hurt after a while. You just get that cramp, and you know, get, to, to me, uh, it's not like playing an electric guitar. I don't know what it is, but this the the neck mm-hmm. after a while, you, you know, you talk to most get that cramp in your hand. So, once total layman here, why can't? Why can't the neck of an acoustic be more like the neck of an electric? Then it probably wouldn't be acoustic. I mean, it's thinner. Couldn't yeah, you just yeah. put this? Yeah, you could, but there's a reason why, you know, um, I'm not a guitar maker. Know. You know, so <laughs> I just know that for me on acoustic guitar, there's a lot more open strings okay. that you play.
darkness. Granted, you can still do that on an electric guitar, mm-hmm. but it's not going to sound the same. Right. And so acoustic has a sound all of its own. I know that there's a lot of effects out there that you can plug your your electric guitar in to make it sound close to a acoustic, but it's often imitated but never duplicated. So what do you play? What is uh, what is your acoustic guitar that you're playing these days? Takamini. Okay. And I pretty much worn this one out. It was like <laughs> just yeah, I've worn it out. You've worn it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. That's yeah, better than it just sitting there, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, they're supposed to be played. Yeah, my wife can get me another one, hopefully. There you go. Yeah. Well, put the plug Father's in. Father's Day. Put the plug in here for the on the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gary's looking for a new guitar. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Not this anything wrong with this one. <laughs> but uh So bounce back into Walla Walla when you're not when you're not playing. Where are some places in Walla Walla that are like people should know about that they might not know by you know looking at TripAdvisor, let's say. So like, are there any like hidden gems that you want to share to maybe ruin it for the locals? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like this time of year. There are just so many places that are. Are fantastic, especially if you you know if, if you're into wine and you want to go have a glass of wine, you want to see a nice view. There is so many places, and some of these wineries are. Once we get back, they were putting out some really good food. Okay, there was one uh, as you're coming into town. Um, as you came through Loudon, there was a, to your left as you're heading towards Walla Walla. I think there's like three. Mm-hmm. There's three there, maybe four, and and. They all have great vibes, you know. I'm not. Uh, I like to drink wine every now and then, but I just, you know, like red wine. I can I can drink that with food, mm-hmm. but it has to be good red wine because my wife worked at a winery, and I've really found out what good wine tastes like. Okay. It's like wow, I get it now. You know, oh. before I didn't get it. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Name drop a good red wine, Walla Walla red wine. <laughs> you can name more than one if you want. But yeah, okay. Give, give, me, give, well, me, give us an example. Okay. The place that I think has some, some of the best wine um, is called Spring Valley. Spring Valley. It's on a corner of Second and Rose. Downtown Walla Walla. They have killer. Um, any, any of their red wines you're going to love. Okay. Um, see, I'm not good at the names. That's okay. My wife, she's she's great at that. Okay. Yeah, but so I like Coors Light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Coors Light. Yeah. You know, she goes, what do you want Coors Light? <laughs> I go, All right. I so, can chug that. Yeah. So what else? Don't, what, uh, what? There's, you know, there's uh, this place... I haven't gone wine tasting, to be honest with you. The only time I taste wine is when we play at these places. Sure. So, I mean, we tried to go wine tasting. We only made it to one place. That's because she had to set us, set us down and open up the bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, well, this is not wine tasting. Yeah, no. This is wine drinking. Wine drinking. This is professional sport. I told her, I told my wife, I go, well, this is probably as far as we're going. <laughs> this is as far as, this is it. Anytime they tell us, oh, sit down, be right there, bring the bottle. Mm. 
So um, I'd love to ask this question, people. And I'll tell you this story here in a second. But where's a great place to grab lunch in Walla Walla? Wow. Uh, so yeah. while you're thinking, I'll tell you my story. So okay. I was, I, was uh, I had to deal with the uh, utility company here in town. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to the, the, the person on the phone. I don't remember her name. She was very nice, right? Mm-hmm. And we're solving a problem that had to be dealt with for one of the properties. And I said, hey, I've got one last question for you. She goes, okay. And I said, where's a great place to grab lunch? Because I'm in town. Where's a great place for me to go grab lunch? And she kind of did the same thing you did, which is, wow. But then she rattled off like four different places. And she says, you've got to go here, 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 and Mm. here. And the last one, which I talked to when you and I were talking on the phone before this, and the one I went to was Andre's Kitchen. Right. Just because I was so enamored with this idea of this, this, Great restaurant in a gas station. Right. So, as I told you on the phone, and as you know, he moved. He moved because yeah. I went there the other, the last time I was in town, and I I was purposely waiting, and I was starving, mm-hmm. and I go to the gas station, I walk in, and it's all gone. Right. And I'm like, oh no. Anyway, so Andre's Kitchen was the one that she that I found that was quite well known. Now I, mm-hmm. I realize now everyone everyone knew about this. I was right. like the last person to the party there, but. You know, unfortunately, ever since the shutdown, mm-hmm. a lot of the restaurants that try to come back, the quality is not the same. Oh, okay. You know, um, not that I'm, I mean, because everybody's trying to bounce back, you know. Sure. You know, you, um, some places that used to have happy hour don't have happy hour anymore. And um, some places will not open up again. Right. Yeah. That's the sad thing. And. You know, one thing about the COVID, my wife and I, we just, we've been doing so much cooking at home and we watch those cooking shows, you know, and, you know, and so we, uh, we got, we're going to start a chapter of the barbecue pit boys here. Oh. Yeah. So we've been getting into that, you know. And oh. So uh, to be honest, usually I, we go out and I'm usually disappointed. Okay. You know, it's like. I could do this at home, a lot cheaper, a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, but it's nice to get out, right? you know, and be served. Sure. You know, I, but, you know, I hope the way things are, I just hope that we get back to normal. I don't necessarily want a new normal because if it's new, that's all it is, is not normal. Right. So I'm just hoping that we get back to some type, we get back to normal. Where, you know, we're going to have to hit this, face this head on, you know. Um, we're going to have to let, you know, the Mother Nature develop its own vaccination. You know, we we, we got to develop our own immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, some, a lot of other countries have done that and it's worked out. Sweden, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't want to get off on that because that's kind of negative subject, you know. But it's real. Right. No, it is real. So, you know, because I don't want to sound like I'm just putting down all the restaurants in town because I'm not doing that. We still, one of our favorites, El Som, El Sombrero. Mm-hmm. We like to go there on Saturdays usually, you know, go in there for lunch because you decent price. Mm-hmm. The food's good. My wife and I usually just split it and you still take some home. Oh, wow. You know, and then, you know, you know how Chinese food is. That's always a hit. And less. So, so you guys have decent Chinese food in Walla Walla? And the reason I'm saying that is 
the one thing I miss about Wenatchee, mm-hmm. there's the best Chinese food in Wenatchee is Panda Express. Ooh. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. So you guys, so you're giving me hope. It's, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we have to. Uh, during the time, like during the pandemic, you know, the Chinese restaurant would deliver. Okay. But it's not the same as going into the restaurant. No. You know, I mean, they brought all, you know, they bring you so much food, but a lot of times it's not, not that good left over. Right, right. And uh, sometimes, uh, this last time, gosh, it was just so greasy. No, that's too bad. You know, just uh, broke my heart. Okay. Well, besides wine drinking, what else is there in Walla Walla? Well, you can go to golf. If you like snowboard, you can do that in the wintertime. You know, you got lots of recreation as far as on the river, lakes and stuff like that. Okay. The mountains, people go camping. People go, if you're an outdoors person, there's a lot to do. Right. You know, you know how it is like you get people that like to go camping, go hiking and stuff. There's a clique of people that do that. And so they know where all the cool places are. Right. And all people that like to go camping and stuff like that, they know where all the cool places are. And, uh, you know, um, I usually, uh, last time I went camping was, uh, oh, about four or five years ago. Oh, that's. It wasn't that bad. It was, it was kind of fun. I, I joke and say camping, my idea of camping is bad room service. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, were, we were out there. We were camping. We were up in Idaho, in Idaho on the. Gosh, on the Snake River. Mm. It wasn't even the Snake. It was other river. I can't remember the name. But we were like the last campsite there. But it, that was oh. fun. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you, you, just like anywhere, you find your niche. You know, Walla Walla is one of those. It seems like there's nothing going on, but there's actually a lot going on. There always seems to be like there's a lot going on here in this for the for yeah. a, a town a city of the size that right. it is. It seems like it has a disproportionate amount of activities, which yeah. is great. Oh, it would be even right now if it wasn't like I say a pandemic. It would be bustling downtown, be mm-hmm. hustling and bustling, hotels, restaurants, you know, right. And everybody felt the pinch. You know, I was like. We hear those commercials, well, we're all in this together. Well, here in Walla Walla, yeah, we were all in this together because everybody was suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, a lot of times you see those stars on TV saying, hey, stay home. We're all in this together. Well, yeah, you got a bowling alley. You got a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. You got cooks cooking your food for you. Somebody's filming this because your whole family is there. Right. You know, and so, no, we're not in this together. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this, if you're willing? People can find you online, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. We're going to put a link below so they can check you out because you've okay. got some videos out of you playing. And can I get you to play something else before we... Sure, let me sing something. Yeah. Came out west together with a common desire. Band that we had might set the west coast on fire. Too much lead and had trouble inside. My baby walked down, left me behind. But it's alright, cause it's midnight. I got two more bottles of wine. 
It's life. <laughs> it, life. Um, life from Daryl's <laughs> house. <laughs> Have you ever watched that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's that's I, an impressive house. <laughs> I love, yeah. So I, that's, I'd love to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I thank you for setting this up. Okay. Uh, normally, I would say thank you for being here, but, you know, I'm here. Uh, you, I think you set this up. Yourself, didn't I don't know. Let's hope not. Um, don't hit the space bar. So it, is still going. it was still going. <laughs> so we'll cut a little of that out. But anyway, thank you. Oh, thank this you. Is, I appreciate you so much. All right. And I am looking forward to seeing you play live. The 13th of May. 13th of May. Food truck night? Yes. Where are you playing? Or do you know yet? Well, it's at the airport. So okay. I have never been out there. Okay. So at the, at the Walla Walla Airport. Yes. May 13th. Food truck night. Right. There we go. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.